Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Chins Up podcast. I am your host, Mortz, and I am joined by my sexy, attractive, handsome colleague, as always, Southern Dan. Dan, how you doing, buddy? Mate. I'm doing so good, thanks. I shaved my jawline in just for you tonight. I know. Mate, I can't describe how incredible you look right now. Mate, thanks so much. Likewise, Terry. Uh, For those that obviously weren't here, which is all of you except Terry, uh, I actually had to start this second one because I lost sight of Terry and I just couldn't go on. No, and look, look, this is a reunion of some sort. We haven't seen each other for like three weeks now. It's been crazy. You did a couple of... Shout out to TK who did a great job last last week. A couple of weeks ago, I went solo and set the listen record as people tuned in to hear me blow up. Which I don't know whether to be happy to do that or not. Yeah, look, I, I mean, I mean, not having you as a podcast host, TK was great. He's fantastic, amazing yeah. stuff. Yeah, made us look bad, but you know, that's we're back tonight. That's the main thing. Yeah, he really knows his footy, and, and I mean, having the inside edge into knowing Fitz as well just made us look shit. But so we've sacked TK. The shark cast can have him, and uh, yeah, we'll continue just going rogue. That's it, mate. We're we're here to bag the tigers, talk positively about the sharks, and pretty much push our agendas. I just I, w- I want to say this right now. Speaking of TK, shout out to the great man. We're up uh, 34-10 in the game, and TK slides into the DMs, and he's like, these guys are shit. Um, we're going to put 50 on them. And I was I was like, stop it. And the minute he wrote that, they scored and broke Ronaldo's jaw. And, uh, and I was like, mate, and he goes, they're not even in our class. That was a fluke. And then they go down and score again. And then they put heaps of pressure on us. It's 34-20. And I was like, TK, mate, you have done this. We're going to lose now. Anyway, uh, Metcalf scores. Kennedy scores. And he's like, I'm on the phone to Ticketek. How many grand final tickets do you want? <laughs> so he's, uh, he's he's good value, TK. Mate, he was right. Spot on with the 50 points too. What, what about you playing Nostradamus? Tweeting, oh, yeah, I said the Sharks would beat the Tigers. Like we weren't a dollar four to do so. Uh, we were at dollar forty-five. Um, I just want to point out though that everything that TK and I said on the podcast, if we did it, we would destroy the Tigers, and it's exactly what happened. So fuck you, Daniel. Hey, look, I'm not. I'm just jealous. Yeah. I'm jealous of you. So it's now, pretty obvious. Now you and I are in great spirits because not only did we defeat the West Tigers, our banter club, our meme club that we hate so much, but we put fifty on the fuckers, Daniel. We did, mate. The, the Sharks. <laughs> Coming off two straight losses. Terrible losses. Couldn't beat the Bulldogs. We put a casual 50 on the Tigers. Mate, so good. Now, they mentioned in commentary that this is the first time that we scored 50 points since we made Dane Gagai cry. So I couldn't believe that. <laughs> it was a weekend of firsts or, or yeah. repeats, I mean, Yeah. But it was a fantastic afternoon. I had a great time watching with the kids. Very enjoyable. Yeah, look, before we get into the stats and stuff, like this, for some reason, this is the game that I really just picked out to listen to the commentary, right? And I just wanted to hear what they were saying about certain players. And and it's always interesting to have Shane Flanagan on our, you know, commentating on our games because he talks about, you know, Sione Katoa and, you know, the promise that they had and how hard they fought for him to get him, you know, from Doonside over to us and... Uh, he talks about Ronaldo Mulatalo and Britton Nakora and all these young guys coming through, but 
he was really rapping Adam Dewey in this game. And I was like, did Dewey even fucking play? Apart from that step off the scrum that was an illegal play that people blew up about, which was highly fucking illegal, they're sitting there going, Dewey's the most dangerous play. He had no try assists, no tries in the end. He kicked two from four. He had no line breaks, no line break assists. Like, what made him dangerous? No, he was the fourth best half on the field at five. Look, Scotty is a big, I'm a big fan of his. Oh, I'm a big fan of his. Oh, yeah. But this particular weekend, no. No, wasn't a worry. Look, look, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Dewey as well, and I think he's a good player, but I think he's starting to get into that overhyped basket really quickly because he's a good player, but he plays for the Tigers, right? Oh, exactly it, mate. Yes. Yeah, but, like, they're sitting there going, everything's running off Dewey. Fuck all ran off Dewey. Their hooker killed us. Yeah, he's playing well. Now, that happened last year. Dewey played quite well in South, who were a very good team. Went large under the radar. This year he's playing probably just as good. In a exponentially worse team, that says it all. Yeah, you're right. Simpkin or Rankin or whatever the fuck his name was, he had a great game for them. Yeah, and you know, I, I like that that barge over try that he got the you know thirty to twenty. I, I we had numbers up there, but yeah, I don't know. And like, I, I mean, Luke Brooks outplayed Dewey. Yes, <laughs> perhaps the uh, the biggest. Criticism of all, really. Yeah. I, can't, I can't remember the hooker's name now. It's starting to bother me a bit. It was Jake Simpkins. Jake Simpkins. Yep, Jake Simpkins. Yep, yep, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but, I mean, the be- the best half on ground was Luke Metcalf. And no one was even saying anything about him. They're like, oh, you know, Trindle's running. This. Metcalf, his first touch it was a, a three-tackle break. You know, he made 15 metres. His second touch, he made a clean fucking line break. And he was, he was, you know, it looked like he was going to take Moses Embi on, but he slipped over. Like, Metcalf was absolutely insane in this game. He was. He was. Uh, I had Trindle as my man in the match, Metcalf second, but uh, happy to spin that round. I thought Metcalf was great. Terry, how good is it to have a half who isn't as slow as either of our grandparents? It was It was great. Look, I, I there were a few things in, in Trindle's game. I, I, look, I thought Trindle was... I thought Trindle was good, and, and he, he I think I gave him one point in my 3-2-1s. Um, you know, great 40-20. Um, some of his other kicks, though, just seemed to be like Chad Townsend's kicks, but a little bit deeper. But, um, you know, it's, it's some of Trindle's passing and his options, like he goes short when he should go out the back, and then he goes out the back when he should go short. So... That's my only criticism of Trindle at the moment. If that's the only criticism you have of a 22-year-old halfback who's played about eight first-grade games in total, then whatever, right? I thought Metcalf was absolutely brilliant. Now, the good thing about Metcalf is he was tuning in playing, uh, chiming in playing first and second receiver. That pass that he threw, because um, David Norfoluma ran in looking for a hot dog. Yeah, and so, yeah, he was so fun. He was so fun. And then the one where Will Kennedy threw the dummy, like Norfoluma was defending the goalpost. He was just. He oh. He's the worst winger in the world, and I, I'm man. absolutely here for it. But Mate, yeah, look, I, I thought, you know, there was the, the versatility of of Metcalf and Connor Tracy is really, you know, something refreshing because Connor went from six to center, started the game at center, and then ended up on the wing, and Metcalf ended up in the centers as well. So it's it, you know it's really good, and and you're right, it, it's so good having a halfback that isn't the complete and utter fucking liability, and. It was great just having two young halves, both, you know, 22, 21 years old, just playing footy. Heads up footy. Play what's in front of you. 
mate, now, before I mentioned we were sort of talking over each other because we're out of, out of sync, out of practice, you know. Trindle had four try assists. Now, I remember Connor Tracy's try assist first and foremost because that ball, we hit Ronaldo on the burst on the chest, was the perfect bust. Never forget it. He can play 300 games, and he will, and no ball will ever be better than that. No Fulhuma made it look better than it was, but I still don't care. That's one of the try assists of all try assists. Yeah, but, like Trindle, Trindle did have a good game. I, I honestly thought Will Kennedy again was the best on ground, but we're just saying that every week. It's almost boring, mate. It's too good. It's cheating. Yeah. This is how he must feel with Tommy Turbo when he's, when he's at his best. And, and like, the, the scary thing is, is you have a look at Will Kennedy's stats compared to those two guys. He's been the third best fullback in the competition. Absolutely has. If he was playing in a better team, uh, had a better forward pack, he'd be pushing the top two or three. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, Ryan Pappenhausen obviously started the year on fire, but unfortunately concussions have, have kept him out. You know, he probably would have won the Dally M if he had played every game. We wouldn't have seen the emergence of Nico Hines, and we probably wouldn't have signed him. So thanks, Pap. Thanks for donating your head to Cronulla's recruitment team. You beauty. Um, but yeah, Will Kennedy, he's got um, 14 tries, 13 try assists. Like, they are elite numbers. Very, very good numbers for a player who's supposedly undersigned, uh, undersized, which is absolute horseshit. Trust, though, I made a mistake very, I feel bad. I went into the Facebook group after the game thinking, this is going to be fantastic. I'm going to get some Hello, great quotes. darkness, here. my old friend. One guy goes, I think Kennedy would make a good center because Nico Hinders, spelled like yeah. that, it's a fullback. And I thought, look, Nico is a superstar fullback. But Will Kennedy has done absolutely nothing wrong to being our best player all year. Then they said, well, he can play 14. I thought, okay, I can see something to that. Then some guy came in and says... I think he can play hooker. That's when I deleted Facebook, threw my laptop in the bin, and set it on fire forever. Yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen people turn around trying to like justify positional moves, and there was another one on Facebook on the weekend that said, "Look, Will Kennedy's having an outstanding year at fullback." Obviously, the emergence of Luke Metcalf after one game has now made him, you know, Brad Fittler. So people were saying, well, why can't we just stick Hines in the centres or on the wing if Ronaldo's jaw isn't bad enough? Nico Hines is he's like second or third in try assists. Shut the fuck up. He's he's going to be one of our halves next year. He's either going to be halfback and Metcalf's going to be six or he's going to be six and Trindle's going to be seven. Exactly right. Now, people would probably jump in ahead, but a lot of people jumped on the Nico Hines bag wagon this week saying, oh, he was so bad at seven, he's got to play fullback. The guy has been playing fullback for like two seasons and was thrown into seven on minimal notice. I thought he played quite well, and it was clear that the entire game plan was get the ball to Cam Munster, who had a fucking 12 out of 10 game, one of the performances of the season against a pretty good side in the, the Rabbits. I thought Hines did everything right. Yeah, he was a little bit rusty, but people are forgetting he's going to have a full off-season training at seven next year. So once again, shut the fuck up. Yeah, look, there's obviously like, you know, Jerome Hughes is probably the form seven of the competition at the moment again because Cleary went out, but 75% of the time they're going to Cameron Munster because Cameron <laughs> Munster is a fucking superstar. Cameron Munster's the Australian 5'8". Nick Hines was there to do a job. He did a job. He played well. He scored a brilliant try. 
I thought he did everything right. His kicking game is far better than I thought. He can roof the absolute fuck out of that ball. I was quite excited watching him kick that ball. You know, he's had, what, 10 years less halfback experience than a certain other half who couldn't kick. So, plus, add to that, Trindle's kicking game has hugely improved. And Connor Tracy put in a few belting kicks the other day. I'm starting to not so worry about that, that yeah, aspect. And, I mean, Metcalf put up a spiralling bomb that I generally, generally thought was going to end up on a satellite because it just it, fucking went up and up and it just didn't look like coming down. Still going, mate. Yeah. Still going. Um, 247 look, kicking meters. That's that's pretty good for a guy who's what three foot six. Yeah. Um, now, one of the things that really impressed me on the weekend was our back five. And when you go back and have a look at the stats, all of them made over 100 meters, and all of them ran for more meters bar one forward in Braden Hamlin Ueli. Now, before we before we talk about BHU, let's talk about our back five because they were undersized. And they just, mate, they got us out of so much trouble on the weekend. Look at the Roosters. They're back five. Uh, they're back three, run for 200 metres every game. Same for the Melbourne Storm, Addo Carr and whoever's on the wing. You know, it was Vunavala, whatever the fuck his name was. I don't think that's right now that I said that. No, it's George but, Jennings and the Dean Iremeyer and all the other guys. It doesn't matter. Fuck the Storm. I regret bringing them up. All the good teams had that. Penrith have got Toto. In 2016, Fecky, Barber, and Holmes all routinely ran for 200 metres, and the forwards could run with impact rather than hit it up, hit it up, hit it up, hit it up. This is the game plan moving forward. And like you said, we're undersized to buggery. <coughs> the heart on our Tracy is like far lap. Ramian had his best game in a long time this week, and I still don't think he's anywhere near his best. Katoa ran like he was Brian Toto, and Ronaldo smashed everybody. He made mincemeat of their forward pack up the middle twice and set up the greatest play of all time for Connor Metcalf. So, Luke yeah, Metcalf, like, man, you're merging so many players' names. I kept saying that the other day. I was going, go, Connor, give it to Connor. And I'm like, his name's Luke. Mm-hmm. Mate, I've got to get used to it. I'm just so – the love, mate, the yeah. love. The love's there. That, that's, uh, and, I mean, if you merged Connor and Luke Metcalf, you'd probably have the ultimate player because you'd have the heart and all the skill and speed and kicking and looks and – Shut the gate. Yeah. Um, now, Jesse Ramian, 180 metres. Will Kennedy, 200 metres. Again, and I mean, the Tigers forward pack is shit, right? But it's big. And you don't, if you're a small guy, you don't really want to run at those big. Mate, Kennedy had no problems with it. But you're right. That run from Ronaldo up the middle, they should have tackled him seven times. Yeah, he broke, I think, 96 tackles was the official count. And then the, the dummy. The oh. dummy to Mobleton by. Oh. Mate, three hours later, Mbai was still running down the freeway. Yeah, he just absolutely sold him. And good on Mbai for committing. Like, he's not a fullback either. He's just still in a position. But that, I, that pass, if he given it, Mbai probably scores up the other end. So. I've got to say this, though. Like, fair play to Ronaldo giving up his hat trick for his mate to score under the post. Ronaldo's then sitting on the sideline with a broken jaw and he sees Metcalf get a double. And surely Ronaldo's sitting there going... Fuck, good out hat trick. <laughs> and it would have been the first hat trick of his career. He sacrificed that, that it. I, I joked on um, Outlaws that he scored a, a bag full of hat tricks when I I knew that had been his first. But um, that 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 that's just that 
Ronaldo, I'm lost for words, mate. The guy is such a nice guy. He's standing there holding his jaw up. Yeah. And he's waving fans and giving his boots away. After giving a youngster on his run on debut, his first try. Yeah. And the guy's everything, mate. He's everything for this club. Yeah. Oh, I love him so much. Um, Brayden Hamlin-Newelli was on a mission on the weekend and... There was, uh, you know, there's a couple of a uh, couple of stories going around that we we won't stand in the way of Braden Hamlin-Ueli getting a contract, uh, uh, getting a contract elsewhere. And one of the teams that was apparently looking at him was the Tigers, and I think he just went out to hurt every single person so they didn't come back anywhere near him. Fucking hell, man! He was on a mission on the weekend. That was his best game of the year. Yeah, absolutely agree. That's the kind of. I wouldn't be. I would be standing in his way, absolutely, because I think he's been one of our better forwards. And you just got the feeling like he's got that next level to go to. Yeah, yeah. And God help everyone when he gets there, because he's a weapon, and he's such a likable bloke. His fitness has improved so much. When we signed him, he was an absolute mean player. He was a five minute get tired and come off player. Now he can play big minutes. Oh, huge fan. Look, he's, he's a New Zealand rep, right? But he obviously he hasn't been up to his best form of recently. But he's getting back to it now. And, I mean, 146 metres off the bench, 11 tackles, uh, he didn't miss one. He broke 14 tackles. I think I, can, I can't really read my handwriting. But, man, he's offloads. He took an intercept. Like, it's 50 to 20 with 30 seconds to go. And the bloke's still just competing on every play. That's it, what you want to see. We asked for that. We asked for heart and energy. And mm. that's what we got this weekend. 50 points don't hurt. Yeah. But... Um, and I just want to I want to point out, you know, this podcast's favourite player that, apart from Matt Moylan, who you know he's he's last one, Toby Rudolph. Less is more with that bloke. Mm-hmm. Less is absolutely more. Less minutes, you get more from him. He thirty nine tackles on the weekend. He missed three. Now look, Toby's going to run away with the missed tackles count, and and you know, only the best do it. But you know, we saw. His hit-ups were purpose on the weekend. He wasn't taking two and three runs a set. He was just taking his one run, made good metres, quick play the balls, no errors, minimal penalties. Less is more with Toby Rudolph. And I'm excited to see Fitz take him because Fitz is going to turn him into a an origin player. I can feel it. And especially if these are the minutes now that he's going to play. If he's going to play 40 minutes in the middle, get good spells, I reckon he's going to be an origin player. Well, that's what we said last year when he was coming off the bench. He played 20 before half-time, 20 before after half-time, and he was fantastic. He's had to play too many big minutes this, this year, which is why the missed tackles are the way they are. Going back to the back five, them making so many early metres allows Toby to get back on side, have a breather, do that big hitter, hit the ground, get up, play the ball, and boom, you're on. You don't want the same bloke unless he's like Payne Haas making two or three hit-ups in the same set. It's just it's not right. It burns him out too quick. Especially a bloke of Toby, who is a big dude and doesn't have the greatest, you know, tank in the world, he'll get that under Fitzgibbon. I have no doubt he'll play. He'll be a fringe Origin player next year. Who knows from there? But mate, one I want to bring up, I have to get this in. Young Braley. I swear he's heard us talk crap about him the last few weeks. He's taken it personally, hasn't he? He is making breaks for fun. He's kicking for dropout, repeat sets. He's setting up tries. He's running sideways, doing that run and hold the ball out and dummy to himself and then put someone through a gap. I fucking love the way he's playing at the moment. 
this is the way forward. Yeah, look, this it, it is the way forward, and it, it's really good that Cam McInnes is going to be there because if ever you needed a mentor for Brayley, there's, there's there's no one better than you, than, than you can get for, than than Cam McInnes, a bloke who's been around Origin camps. He's been a captain of a team. He's a defensive workhorse. You know, his attacking stats are fantastic as well. So, yeah, look, Brayley's been listening. We know he's been listening because we can ping his location, and uh, you know, he's taking it personal, but. Fuck, mate, we told you so. It's fantastic, mate. It is now, so good. Fitzy might as well get me and you on his coaching staff. Look, Go in there, right. rev up the boys, tell them how shit they are, how we could do a better job, rock up in our Ugg boots, tell them to fucking pull their finger out, mate, we'll win the comp. That's exactly what Talakai did the same this week. Yeah, I've still, I've still, there's still a lot about Talakai that I like and I don't like, and I actually think that he's going to be Fitzgibbon's greatest project because, you know, we're talking about. You know he could turn uh, Toby Rudolph into an into a fringe Origin player, and the reason why I say that is Stefano Utuikamanu, who played for the plays for the West Tigers, got called up and got absolutely fucking bitched by our team on the weekend. So Toby would definitely be there, but Fitzgibbon could literally turn Sifatalikai into the best fucking forward in the competition. That's exactly the as long as he plays up the middle. That's the potential that he has. Now I don't mind him on an edge, right? I don't mind him on an edge, but I don't I don't like him in the centres. But I don't, I don't mind him on. I don't mind him on an edge because he can do a lot of damage out there. The bloke runs harder than anyone. He fucking tackles harder than anyone. But he he's got to stop looking for these shots. He's got to stop looking. He's got to just defend. Like if you could put Britain Nakora's defense on Sifatalikai, you you've got the best edge back row in the competition by far. The other thing as well is he made a mistake. Like I've gone back and watched this game a hundred times, and I've got no body fluids left at the moment. But there was a couple of his early runs. He was literally like 15, 20 metres. And then we just kept going back and hitting him short. And he made some mistakes. And this is when our halves have got to learn that you've milked Talakai enough. Or you've milked Nakora enough. They're now expecting it. So they're jamming in and smashing us. And it was... Then Metcalf kind of went, oh, fuck, you know, if we can go out the back. But we missed it by two or three plays. Now... What I mean by that is we compete, we completed at seventy percent. Now a team that scores fifty points and completes at seventy percent, that's absolutely bogus. But in the first half, we tried to score off every play, and we made so many mistakes. Like we left three tries on the field in the first half. That scoreline could have been disastrous for the Tigers. Yeah, absolutely. Going back to that Talakai, I think that's a very good point. He running onto the ball, getting hit, hopeless. Cannot. Looks up, sees the bike come, brace for impact, loses the ball, as a normal human would. You give that ball to him two or three metres back, and he's going to run through anyone in front of him. So, well, they'll get that right. But the reason I want him playing in the middle is because I want Teague Wilton playing every single minute of every single game for the rest of his career. The guy is a freak, and he's still raw. Like, he's still got to grow into that body. I just can't wait to see, like, he. With Wade coming back next year, whether or not he plays is still sort of up in the air. Expecting him back, Teagle has to be there somewhere. And if Wade goes back to the bench, we can get a longer career out of him. I think that might be the way to go. But I'll tell you what, he'd be my first second rower I pick next year. They're inclusive of Nakura. Mate, and there's so many people leaving Teague Wilton out of their team next year. And, and it, look, it is. Our bench, like, you can pretty much, if we didn't make any more signings now... You could pretty much say that Fanukin's going to be a prop with Rudolph and Braley's going to be the hooker. Um, it's probably going to be Nakora and Wade in the back row and McInnes, right? And then our bench makeup. You've got 
Royce Hunt, you've got Braden Hamlin, you've got Jack Williams, you've got Teague Wilton, we're probably going to have a utility on there. You know, but so many people are sleeping on Teague Wilton. This guy's a legit beast. Like, he's yeah. a fucking beast. And he's growing too. He's, he's got real big, real quick. There was a photo going around of him in a Newtown jersey two years ago and he looked, looked like a, uh, a stick. Now he looks like a stick who could beat the living crap out of you. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving this kid. He's got so much footwork. He and If they're going to play Talakai out wide, then move him into the, the middle and bring Teague Wilton on, I like it because Talakai and Wilton are complete opposite players. And it just, they get ready, they're bruised and beat from tackling Talakai. And then Teague comes and puts a step on and gets an offload out the mm. back. Yeah. Um, now, before before we move on, like I'm, I could sit here and bag the Tigers all night. Unfortunately, we're on a, uh, a minutes cap, which is bullshit. But um, bullshit. Uh, Matt Moylan, his first touch of a football in eight weeks, he steps straight through the Tigers and sets young Metcalf up for a try. He fucking hates the Tigers, and <laughs> I love it. What a what a run! He, you could see he's been trying to do that all year. Just, his body hasn't gone with him. His body this week said it's the Tigers. Fuck these guys. He went straight through. I thought he was going to score. And then he sort of got held up and just looked down, and you just see Metcalf right on the spot. Perfection. Um, yeah, I, I was I was cheering for him to score, but he took that personally. Like that was a big fuck you to Madge for cancelling all those meetings for him. You know, Madge wanted him as the five eight, and then just kept going. Oh, I've got to play golf, or I've got to try and sign Latrell, or you know, we'll we'll sign you later on in the year. And then Moylan was like, you know what, I'm just going to stay at Cronulla and just bitch you guys. So, look, I'll say this: I didn't see a scoring fifty. I thought we'd win the game. You know, like thirty to. 20 or something like that so to put 50 on those assholes is absolutely incredible it took every fiber of my being not to message courtney and you know give a big five zero to Lockie as well so ah <laughs> oh, mate it was uh it was a very good win it's uh i'm almost sick of bagging on the tigers i'm it's, not it's easy i'm not no. Oh, I mean, that's a segue into what we got next. We do. So, before we preview the uh, the Broncos game, Dan, we have the 10 things that have happened since uh, the Tigers have made the finals. Yeah. You start. Number 10. Well, mate, just, just to preface that we did I did this on Rugby League Outlaws, and the 10 things were 100% serious and 100% true. As are my 10 here. You can Google them. They're all true. Um, mine jump a little bit between what was happening at the time the Tigers last played finals and what's happening in between, but I'm sure, I'm sure we'll make a deal. Go. Last time the Tigers played football, mate, the finals football, the average price of a house was a dollar. Very nice. Uh, LeBron James went back to Cleveland, won a championship, left again to go to LA and won another championship. There you go. Now, I haven't seen your 10 and you're smirking, which makes me a little bit worried, but I'm looking forward to it. They start off polite. They start off polite. That's okay. Um, when the Tigers last played final football, Harold Holt was still in nippers. Brilliant. Yep, uh, true. Uh, the Boomers have finally won a medal for basketball. There you go. Who would have seen? Um, there have been, and I double-checked this, 3,360 rugby league scandals since the Tigers last played finals. The Tigers sacked Tim Sheens, who was the last coach to get them to the finals, and then rehired him. That's, that's clever. I like that. Uh, mate, legitimately, 2.5 million people have been struck by lightning. Melbourne have played finals every year, while the Tigers haven't. <laughs> there you go. Fucking hungry. Uh, Matt Moylan's had 94 try assists, including six in one game against Newcastle. James Tedesco has debuted with the Tigers, left, and won two premierships. 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to frame it. Just print it out and frame it. Um, six million couples have made the very smart decision to get divorced. Uh, Cronulla and the Cowboys have both won premierships. There you go. Since the Tigers have last played final football, we've seen Haley's Comet twice. Uh, the Tigers are so shit and haven't played football that the world invented COVID-19. There you go. That was China's way. It's a big fuck here. Um, mate, at the last time the Tigers played finals football, good friend of the podcast, Rich Osenden, was only worth 2.5 mil. Oh, brilliant. Uh, Donald Trump became president and built a wall. Yeah. Um, in the 10 year, or the, since it's been so long that uh, in the time that Tigers have played final football, that Vossi actually got laid. Big shout out to uh, Since the Tigers last played fo- finals football, Oscar Pretorius won three medals, killed his missus, had six court cases, and will be out in 2023, and the Tigers still won't have played finals footy. <laughs> Should have seen that coming. Very adept. <laughs> It's in the Tigers of last speed played final football. We've seen one disrespectful Paul Gallon field goal. Against the Tigers. Hooray. Ah, fuck the Tigers. Damn straight. What's the number one, Terry? That was it. The Oscar Pretorius one I peaked. That was my ten. Leave it at that. Done. There you go. Wasn't that ten? That was nine. I started. You're supposed to finish. No pressure, Terry. You're letting the people down. We advertised twenty. Oh shit, yeah. That was it. I forgot. Um, oh, you know what? Just fuck the Tigers. Fuck the Tigers? That'll yeah. do. Um, Dan, this weekend we play the Brisbane Broncos. We do. It's a danger game in the fact that we have lost to the Broncos before this year uh, in a game that we definitely should have won. Now, looking at this game, and this feels very similar to the Bulldogs. You know, We lost to the Dogs early on in the year, and we bounced back and beat them by 20. I kind of get the feeling we're going to do that this weekend. Now, we do have a lot of injury concerns, so do the Broncos, but when you have a look at those two teams on paper, man, ours is so much classier, and I'm glad Hannay has listened and kept Metcalf at six. Oh, spot on. Look, the big the big thing that's different between is Katoni Staggs isn't playing. Now, he, he bodied us in his first game back. He had a fucking field day out wide and was the best player in the park one mile. If Matt Moylan's fit, we win this game. Against Tigers, they started to get on top. We threw Toby and Woods back on in the middle and we got Moylan on. Moylan with his first touch, boom, try, game over. We've got that up our sleeve this time. If it's 16 all with, you know, 25 to go, put Moylan on, we win 30 to 16. We didn't have that last time because the pre got injured in the warm-up. I still maintain if he played that day, we would have won and we'd be comfortable in the eight by now. Yeah, the one thing about it, though, is when Moylan comes on, he can't take Metcalf off. That makes absolutely no sense. Like, you've either got to play him, like, roving in the 13, or he's got to be the one that plays no minutes. Unless Trindle or Metcalf are having an absolute shocker, of course. But, like, on the weekend against the Tigers, it was Metcalf that came off. But then Ronaldo, you know, we had all the shuffles everywhere. And, yeah, it was just, for mine, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't like... Like I love the fact that Moylan's on the bench, but I think he's got to be that he's got to be that roving thirteen for us. Look, because defensively he can play. do it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And he proved last year he did it a couple of times. And the bloke is his defense is like out of sight. Plus, in the middle, if he gets beaten, the other blokes are there to 
hopefully pick it up, although that's... Unless it's Woodsy, he won't be there. That's, that's a good point. I I love Nolan on the bench. I think it offers so much. I would be looking to bring Harati off before the game starts, hopefully, but if not, towards the end, and shifting someone else out wide because um, he, he's not the player we need when we finals football is there. He's blown more tries than he's scored. I think he's an easy one to yank off and shift everyone wide, Nolan in the sixth, game over. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm really disappointed that we haven't played Janiah Lualua. You know, or, or Jensen. Like, you've got to you've got to look at it. Yes, we want to play the finals, right? But is it going to come down to fucking a, a winger? Like, and and probably prob- probably in this game, like, you know, Harati's so lackadaisical. If he if he's five meters out from the line, he's going to jog at it and try and score. You put Lua Lua out there, five meters out with an opening, he's going to do fucking four backflips and score. He's gonna, he's gonna try. It's, you know, like young enthusiasm, like try it. But and I get it that Hannah's sitting there going, "Oh, you know, we've we've got to make the final, so I've got to pick what's available." But but no, you Derek. Look what happened when you fucking put Metcalf in the team and you put Tracy back into his best position. Like like don't pick Herodi. Pick Lua Lua. Yeah, don't do it. The guys played. I think he had one good game earlier this year. Where I was like, "Oh, Herodi's in for a big season," and then it. He gave me the big Cowboys fuck you. Yeah. He like, was really bad last time. And I remember that drop ball that almost cost us the game against the Dragons, where if they weren't so shit, they would have kicked the goal, field goal and won. Oh, why are we going back to this again? Same old crap. Yeah, it, it's... I don't know. Like, Herodi's not going to be there next year. Lua Lua is. We've signed Janiah Lua Lua long term. Mm-hmm. We've signed Jensen long term. These guys, we're sitting there going, oh, they don't have fitness, they don't have... Like, it doesn't matter if they don't have fitness. Like, Herodi's covered in shit. Like, he sucks. <laughs> he hasn't played in eight, ten weeks anyway. Yeah, so, like, like, neither of them have played. So that's on you to have them conditioned to play footy. And, it, like, the, the fucking... The Broncos wingers aren't that good. It's Corey Oates he's up against. Hold on. That's the game you want to debut in. And not this last-minute bullshit. You want to give him the full week to know he's playing. Get him ready and put him in. And look, you know, ultimately, Moylan is there. So if Lua Lua does get barked early, you can shift everyone one yeah. wide, kind of can play in the centres, you know, uh, on the wing rather, and Luke in the centres, or, or anything. You know, Teague Walton can play in the centres. Talakai can like, play in the centres, you know? A lot of people were saying, hey, let's bring Will Chambers back. That's honestly what I thought would happen. But the way he ran out and missed that tackle, I, I'm happy if that ends his shark career. That was, that was fucked. It's got nothing to do with the talk. I don't care what he does or says on the field if he makes his tackles. But, you know, to lose the game for us, you know, it wasn't just him, but it's fucking atrocious tackle. I, I still was expecting him. I didn't even consider Harati until he was named. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that bloke existed. Yeah, I like lo- loads of people said, oh, you know, it, it's down to Harati and Chambers, but literally... Connor Tra- like I know Connor Tracy's been good on on the wing, but I think you know next year looking at it, he's definitely good. he's definitely going to be our center unless we sign someone, right? So I'm happy for him to play as many games there as possible. Likewise, I'm happy for Metcalf to play as many games as six as possible. But fuck me, like honestly, what's the difference between Harodi and Lualua? Now Harodi's probably going to go and score four on the weekend, and you know like Blake Braley, Blake Braley's done. And full credit, I hope he does. Like I hope next week we're sitting here eating a, a big. You know, humble pie, but I'd, ra- I'd honestly rather see Lua Lua debut. And you can't tell me it's a cap thing because we're releasing players left, right, and fucking center. 
And Josh Dugan yeah, probably just saved us 130 grand. Yeah. We, we got 100 million in the bank. Now, I, I don't get this one unless it's a late change that we're planning, which is last week to his credit, but I don't know whether that was forced or not. I just, oh, mate, it, like, I understand going to the more experienced player, but it's not like this guy has 100 games or is any good. Like, the last yeah. game he played, he, oh, he went out of his way to try and lose it for us. They yeah. were just more shit than us. Yeah, look, look, Hirodi's decent, right? Hirodi is decent. He's okay to have. And we saw the best of Hirodi in 2020, but uh, there's like, there's no, there's literally no Newtown Jets for Hirodi to play in, right? And this is the difference between Hirodi and Lua Lua. There's no Newtown Jets for Hirodi to keep playing and get his eye in or whatever. This is a debut game for a kid who screams enthusiasm, who's fucking fast, who can finish tries. Like, just give it to him. You know, because against, you know, we lose this game against the Broncos. We're out of the finals, right? Race, right? And then we probably debut Jensen and, and Janiyah. But just do it anyway. Pull the trigger early. Give one of them the game. Look, you can put any argument you want for Roddy, and I counter it with, as you said, just fucking do it. Yeah. Um, look, I, I look, I look at this, the Broncos team, right? It's tragic. The last time they beat us with Tyson Gamble and Brody Croft, this time they've got Anthony Milford and Albert Kelly as their halves. Now, Milford had the game of his life last weekend. Hopefully, he can't back that up. They've got one player in that side that terrifies the life out of me, and that's Payne Haas. Terrifies life out of everyone. That's We've got to shut get. their offloads down. We've got to shut him down. And you do that, you stop his go forward, we win this game comfortably. Last time we played, we largely shut Payne Haas down. Now, he still made like 220 metres from memory, but it wasn't a huge 220. I know that sounds silly to say, but it wasn't a destructive 220. Katoni Staggs took us apart out wide. Every time he touched a ball, he fucking had us running around in circles. Then they took him off. They could see to try to put him back on, and he scored or set up the winner. I can't remember exactly. Tried to put it in the back of my mind. They don't have that class this week. I rate Harvey, Herbie Farnworth, and I, I like Tessie New as a player. But these guys aren't Katoni Stags, so there's no real excuse system. No, and they've got a kid who's playing out wide, Selwyn Cobbo, right? Now, everyone's turning around and saying, oh, you know, he looks like G.I., he looks like G.I. He looks like G.I., except he's shit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, there's a big fucking difference. At 18 years old, G.I. was the best centre in the fucking world. We just didn't know it yet. Selwyn Cobbo, 18 years old, really ordinary. Um, so he'll probably get out trick this weekend. Now. Yeah, but uh, you know, like the Broncos have got nothing to play for. They can't make the finals. They're ahead of the Cowboys now. They're not getting the wooden spoon. Kevy's done an okay job this weekend. Look, I had the Kevolution a little bit higher than than most people, but you know, jokes on me. But we have to win. Like it, it doesn't even need to be a spanking anymore, right? We have to win because the Titans are playing the Knights. And we need the Knights to win that game. But if the Titans do win, I can't see that. For, I can't see that being a flogging. So we just we've just got to win this game. We have to win it. I'm comfortable we'll win it. I'm comfortable we'll win it comfortably. I, I, this is the first time I'm picking us to win back to back thirteen plus. Oh, okay. Look, I, I think we'll win. We ha- we have to. Brisbane have got nothing to play for now. All they can really draw inspiration from is if they win this game and they're confirmed to finish tight higher than the Cowboys, you know. But that compared to, hey, we're playing for our futures under a new coach, and to make the final series for the nine time out of ten, that should be more. 
It should be. I'm really worried. I'm really worried that a proper Josh Hannay team is going to turn up. And, you know, but, but I'll say this for Josh Hannay. Normally we say his halftime speeches are shit. This fucking, this week, he went in there and just said, do what you're doing, but better. And we went out and scored 30 points. So fucking keep, right. bottle that, Hannay. I reckon he went in and said, look, Steve Price to come back next year. Everyone went, went out and had a great game. I'm convinced. <laughs> he, he went in and he goes, good news, guys. I won't be your coach. Pricey will be above me. And everyone was like, fuck yeah, 50. <laughs> We're half done. That's it, mate. We, we solved it. Uh, look, it's been a great episode of Chins Up Podcast. We did dedicate this one to Steve Price this week. Uh, it's great to have him back. It's absolutely great to get. And it's a move that didn't get leaked by anyone in the media. Like, our moves are so good. Yeah, it just came up. I was like, oh, wow, okay. Great news. That's a hugely underrated. He was such a big part of that premiership winning team. Oh, I'm really excited. Because you only have to look three days before he was announced that he was coming back to us. There was a article about Steve Price in the Warrington Express, or Manchester Express, wherever the fuck it was, Um and they were talking about how after he announced that he was going back, the Warrington board actually sat him down and said, look, what can we do to keep you? What can we do to keep you here? And Price was like, you know, there, there's nothing. My family wants to get back to Australia. We're terrified of the 100 million COVID cases that you have going on and your Prime Minister's doing fuck all about it. We're going back to Australia. He was linked with the Gold Coast Titans. It, well, they, they said that they had it on good authority that he was going to the Gold Coast Titans. He wasn't even on our radar. Like, no one had said, oh, you know, Cronulla are looking at Steve Price. Because don't forget that Serrato shit went around for ages. That's true. And that, I was, that shut yeah. yeah, and then I was I was really, uh, like, not concerned, but I just thought, all right, Fitz is coming in. It's going to be Hannay, Holdsworth, Doug Howlett. That's going to be, like, the rotation until Fitz can come in and actually put Steve Price, mate. I'm so happy. The price is right. Yeah, absolutely it is. It's, it's brilliant. It's a real positive thing. Kyber just... Mate, I've been bagging Dragons fans all day on Twitter, and it's so easy because our club, for the first time in fucking ever, is in such a good place moving forward. Dan, Dan, lastly, before we leave, next week is episode 99 since we've been on Anchor Podcast. Our our 100th episode will be reviewing the Storm game. It's going to be big. It's going to be huge, mate. Because we're going to be talking about finals. We'll be talking about our final. And we'll be talking about ending the storm streak at 21, I believe. Doesn't matter that they're going to rest 11 players. It's still a fucking win if we can get it. That's it. And there literally is only one more thing to do, Dan. And I will let you do that. How am I, Moylan? How am I, Moylan? <laughs>